How are you guys doing right now? So good. So good. Are you guys feeling it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm feeling it too. I'm, I'm feeling it too. And here's the thing. So lots of life. So uh, I'm feeling it because on Thursday night, I had a little bit of an accident and I uh, cut my shin really, really awesomely and uh, got to get 27 stitches on my shin. Don't you worry. I'm fine. I'm fine. Doesn't even hurt. The cool thing is that there's not a lot of nerves around your shin. It's just like, you know, just little, little things, you know, no big deal. So that happened. I'm feeling that. Actually, I have zero pain right now. But um, the other thing is that then on Wednesday night, just going to get my wife a taco from Gracie's, got rear-ended by a gentleman, and he, like, you know, put a hurt on the back uh, bumper of our van. And uh, that was awesome. I won't tell you the whole story. However, um, it did escalate a little bit, and Aaron Benno was with me, and uh, somebody went to jail, and I was not the one that went to jail. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, if you have a minute afterwards, I'd love to visit with you and tell you about it. It was crazy. It escalated so fast. I was like, what is happening right now? Woo. All right. So it's good. Um, I was like, I don't, this is, it's real. That's all real. That all happened. Um, hey, if you guys would like a Bible, I would encourage you to get a Bible today because we are going to be looking at a very um, interesting couple of passages that really are only, I'm, I'm just using them to, to illustrate to you a concept and a principle in Scripture that helps us. So raise your hand if you want a Bible and turn to Exodus 20. If you're using your phone, cool, you turn to Exodus 20, and we're going to be in verse 12. We have been in a series called Two Things. Everybody say two things. So the first week we talked about two kingdoms. The second week we talked about two hungers. Last week, Michelle Clavon talked about two wisdoms. Didn't she do a great job? Come on, Michelle Clavon, you did it, man. That was so good. So, such a, an exciting um, and really great family for us as encouragers, and it was a pleasure to have her here last weekend. Um, and then this weekend, I'm going to talk about um, two things again. This is part four, and the two things I'm going to talk about are thank you and goodbye. Thank you and goodbye. And, and so this concept that I want to I show is that there are times in our life, and, and what I'm learning is there are times in our life when we need to say to something or someone, thank you and goodbye. And, and so what I want to do is look at, um, we could talk about, well, we will talk about a, a several examples of what this looks like in Scripture, but I want to take this one because it, it, it's kind of confounding to me a little bit because of the way it plays out in Scripture. And so Exodus 20, verse 12, is um, one of the Ten Commandments, right? And it, and it says this, honor your father and your mother, and all the parents in the room said, Amen. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Cool. Like, this is good. This is um, the, the commandment that has a promise to it. And, and the Ten Commandments, just let's look, care for this a little bit, is, is we often think that the Ten Commandments are given to us as a target for us to hit. And when we don't hit it, we need to feel bad. But I would tell you, like, shift your thinking a little bit to understand that the Ten Commandments are a target to show us that we cannot hit it. And when that target is understood, that we can never hit those targets. I mean, anybody here kept all Ten Commandments for all their life? That's the requirement. 
So it's there to show us that we can't do it so that it drives us to need to the, acknowledge the need for a savior. Someone who can fulfill the requirements and fulfill the law that we can put our faith in. And then, of course, Jesus is that one. So that's kind of thought. And the first four of the Ten Commandments pertain to us and God. The next six deal with kind of the social dynamics of what it looks like to live in a community of faith. And most of the commandments start negatively. Do not, do not, do not, do not. Um, this one does not. It actually is a positive. Um, it says honor. And it's implying obedience and submission, right? I mean, that's what uh, moms and dads around the world are hoping from their little kids today is that they would just be obedient and they would submit to what they say to do. And we know that that's a principle in Scripture. Um, and the long life that, it, that it's here, you know, there's different thoughts about it. But, you know, really, I think that this is a, a commandment that is really to the people of God to say that you as a people are going to live long in the land that the Lord is giving to you as a people, not necessarily individually, but probably that too. I mean, could you imagine like a whole country that is built around rebellion? It's not going to go well, right? You're not going to live long that way. And so that's kind of like what this passage is all about. And by the way, cursing your parents in ancient Israel is actually a capital, was a capital offense. You know, you can look in Exodus 21, Leviticus 20, Proverbs 20. There's all these, these, these principles wrapped in scripture pretty well. And all the students in the room are excited for this, right? Yeah. Woo! Honor your mother and father. You know, um, then Jesus shows up, and he always complicates things. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke 14, verse 26. And before we read this, um, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word and Spirit of God, you teach us through your word. You teach us by a combination of your spirit that is alive and well inside of us and your word that is alive as well. And Lord God, we just want to open up our hearts right now. And all the stuff, all the life that has happened over this past week, we just need to park that here, give that to you, and allow that space in our heart for you to do something new in us. So God, as we continue in your word, Lord, speak to us individually, uniquely, exactly where we are in Jesus' name. So then Jesus throws this down in Luke 14, 26. It says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, time out. We just read Exodus 20, verse 12, said, honor your mother and your father, right? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does, does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. I, I think for me, you look at this, and this is probably like Here Be Dragons Part 2 maybe. Um, a seeming contradiction in Scripture, would you not agree? Where we see in Exodus that the... the, the the commandment is to, to honor your father and mother. And here Jesus says, if you don't hate them, you can't be my disciple. How are you processing that right now? How are you reconciling what Scripture is saying to you today? Anybody, anybody want to say, how do you, how do you fit those? Anybody that wasn't, you weren't here last night. Anybody have any thoughts? 
This is interactive time if you want it to be. Where at? I don't see. It's really bright. Yes. Yeah. All right, let's hear it for her. Let's hear it. She, she stepped out. Yeah, I like it. Anybody else have any thoughts about how to reconcile this? Where? Linda, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep, so... So Linda's preaching it right now. So say basically, she's saying that in comparison to our, our love for um, Jesus, our love for our, our family may look to some as hate. And, and I think that there's a core uh, idea there that I think is, is, is getting to that idea that there is something that Jesus is saying. He kind of understands it. Here's what I would say. You don't have to turn there, but Matthew um, 10.37 says this. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And so there, there's a little bit of a clarification, right, that there's something about this love for God that is so immense, and his love for us that is so immense, that when we have uh, our love for our, our parents and, and our kids and our spouse, like this is something that is in comparison going to look different. It's going to seem like, maybe from the world's perspective or people that don't understand the kingdom of God, that it's going to look like, man, they almost like hate their, their parents. I don't, I don't know, but I think that what Jesus is saying is that there's a comparison. My love for Jesus is up here, and when I look at my love and he looks at my love for, for my parents, it's going to look much different. There's this different flavors of love, and, and I think that that comparison is helpful for us, and it, it kind of says this, that when Jesus says that if you want to follow me, if you want to pursue me first, we talk about putting Jesus first. When, when we talk about that, it is not going to be easy, and it requires everything from you, everything from you. I don't even know what that means for you. I don't know what that means for you. But, but I want to ask the question, what's, what's really going on? Because we, we have a contradiction. We have maybe an understanding of what Jesus is saying. But what is really going on is what I think is the principle that I want to get across today of thank you and goodbye. I think what Jesus is doing, yes, he's, he's, he's um, illustrating something here about um, the flavors of, of honor and love, but I believe that what he's saying is he's revealing a deep understanding of us as people. And he understands that sometimes there are things in our life that we need to thank and say goodbye. Here's what I would say. When we are young, when Jesus understands that when we are young, when we are, are babies and when we are little and we're running around, we need to submit and obey and honor our mother and our father. We need to do that. But there is a transition that happens 
that when we, as we grow older, we begin to grow in our love for God, and our love for God begins to grow to a, such a point that our love for our parents looks different than our love for God, and we begin to choose to follow Jesus no matter what, and it, it takes everything in us to follow him, and we're giving all of us to him, surrendering everything to him, and so our, our commitment to our parents is going to look a little different. And, and here's the big idea for today. What got you here won't get you there. What got you here won't get you there. So if you live under the, 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 um, the watchful eye of your parents all of your life, how many of you know that that won't work well? Even in Genesis, it says that a man will, will leave his parents and cling to his wife, right? So there's something about a transition that happens in our lives. Are you guys feeling that? Three people are feeling that. Awesome. There will come a time in our life, I believe Jesus is saying, if anyone wants to follow me, it's going to be this way, that he's describing this transition that these people who are going to be my disciples are going to love me more than they love their parents. And it's an understanding that there is a moment, and some of you have been there, when you have been able to say, okay, now I am now, I am a parent, hello. Or now I am a grandparent, hello. Or a great, great. <laughs> so you, you have transitioned, and there is something now that God is doing in your life. And there is an understanding here, and we'll see it in Scripture throughout, and the stories that we see, is that there's an understanding that there are times in our life when we have to leave certain things behind. We have to leave the thinking behind, the lifestyle behind, the attitudes behind, the mindsets that were not helpful, the small faith, the, the silly things that we would do in our youth, the job that is not good for us, the relationship that is not good for us, the the unhealthy habit that's not good for us, all of those things, there's a time in our life when we need to say thank you and goodbye. And I think that before you say goodbye, you've got to take some time. And this is what I want you to wrestle with today a little bit because whatever got you here is not going to get you there. Whatever got you here it's not going to get you there, but let me tell you something. What's really cool is that what got you here, you should, you should be able to be grateful for that. Because guess what? You made it here today. You are breathing. You have a brain. You are thinking. God is active in your life. He is trying to get through to you about something in particular today because you put yourself in the room or you got online and you're listening to the live stream. These are the things that God is doing. And the question is, what is it that he wants you to appreciate? Like I would say the things that got you here, appreciate it. Be grateful for it. Celebrate it. Mark it. Record it. Memorialize it. Write a song about it. Whatever you need to do. But thank you. The people of God would do this all, all the time. The people of God would do that. They would, they would say, um, hey, you know what? God met us here. God met me here. So let's put a bunch of rocks and let's make a monument and let's point to that and say, that's where God showed up and God changed our life. And then they would walk away and they would keep going. 
They would mark a moment in their life and they would say, thank you, God, for what you have done so far in my life. But I know that I cannot stay here. I have to keep moving. Because why? Because you are leading and moving. So as you think about that, what is it that you need to mark, record, memorialize, write a song about it? And, and I think the wrestling match is the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? Because it's easy to think about the good things that have happened to you, the good things that have gotten you to today. But what about the bad things that have happened? What about the suffering that you've gone through? What about the, the horrible relationship you went through? What about the hurt that was done to you or the thing that you did? What if you were to say, hey, you know what? All of that tough stuff, thank you. Some of you are struggling right now. And if that's hard, how about this? Thank you, God, that you are with me through that. Thank you, God, that you used that relationship, you used that difficult time, you used that suffering in my life to somehow get me to here today where I can hear your word and I can sense your spirit moving in my life. Thank you, God, for that. But what got you here will not get you there. What got you here will not get you there. And so we need to say goodbye to it. We need to, say, we need to, to, to memorialize it, build a monument. There's rocks outside. Grab them. I don't know what you're going to do, but you're going to say, you know what? Thank you, but goodbye. Because what got me here is not going to get me there. So where is there? I was kind of, you're just like, going through like how I'm thinking about this. Like I'm like, okay, God, so where is there? And, and I started to think of a few things. It's not a status. It's not, it's not a title. It's not uh, an amount of money that you have. It's not some sort of promotion. It's a state. It's a state of living. It's a state of thinking. It's a state of faith. It's where you're understanding the bigger picture. It's not an, an, an attitude. It's an altitude. It's that understanding of that bigger picture and understanding of what God is trying to do and maybe not understanding it, but trusting him through it. It's not about a religion, but it's about a relationship and connecting with Jesus every single day. It's not about pleasure. It's about purpose. When you get done in the first half or the, the, the beginning of your faith, the beginning of your life, and you're done pursuing pleasure, you will be left empty and you will say, why am I here? And it's about your purpose that God has placed on your life from the beginning of time before you even were a thought. You are a person of purpose. It's not about safety. It's about surrender. It's about allowing God to, to have every part of your life. It's not about trying to stay safe with your faith. It's about being dangerous. It's about him, it's not about you. It's about peace. And if we rewind three weeks, it's about God's kingdom, not man's kingdom. If we rewind two weeks ago, it's about our hunger for him, not about sin's hunger for us. We are not the hunted. We are the ones that are on the pursuit. And if we rewind one week, it's not about the wisdom from earth. It's about the wisdom from above. This is where there looks like. Are you guys getting a picture of where there looks like? Because that looks different for every single one of us. Boot camp students, all 50 of y'all, 
You guys are freaking me out. But here's the thing. You got to say to the pre-boot camp you right now, you need to say thank you for what you've done for me because you've gotten me to Wednesday nights. You've gotten me into those soul workouts. You've gotten me into small groups and we've had great conversations. We've been able to produce an amazing student band that is, is leading us today in worship. This has all been awesome. And some of you, you seniors, you have gotten through all six years of being a part of this youth group. And now I'm going to tell you, thank you, because man, God, you have done so much in my life. But I'm going to tell you right now, boot camp is seven days, and you need to say goodbye to that guy. And say, you know what, God, I am making space in my life for you to do something new in me. Whatever you want to do in these next seven days, I want to see you do that in me. That's the commitment I challenge you guys to make. Because if you do that, all of the little things that are going to bother you about sleeping in a hot tent tonight, you're going to be reminded that God has something inside you that he's doing. You guys with me? And you know what's hard is that with boot camp, it's super, it, I mean, if you're an adult here tonight, today you're probably jealous because it would be nice to be able to take seven days and be able to just focus on Jesus every day for 10, 10 or 12 hours. Well, guess what? God can do more in five minutes than he can do, than you can do on your own in a hundred years. And so it's not about that. But let me tell you, these students have committed those seven days. We've got coaches that have said, I'm going to take off work for seven days to be with them. But don't think that you're left out because God can do more today, this morning, if you push into this and say, God, what do I need to thank? But also, what do I need to say goodbye to? Is anybody with me on this? So why don't we go there? Why don't we go there? Like there, the, the, the state, you know, the, the, the elevation, the altitude. Why don't we go there? Well, the thing is, is that we're fooled into thinking that what got us here is going to get us there. And it's part of our own human nature is like, hey, we like it cozy. We like to believe that lie that it's going to get us there. We'll just keep doing the same thing. Like if we just do the same thing, we'll get somehow different results. And we know the definition of insanity, right? But I'm telling you, one of the things, the reason why we don't go there is because, and I think this is for guys, like I think that as guys, we are afraid of making a mistake but let me tell you that the only mistake that you can ever make is not going there. Because this is the thing, that we need you to go there. Not only that, but here's the thing. Luke 14, Jesus doesn't say, hey, this is going to be really easy. So what you need to do is just hate your mom and dad and your kids and your wife and just follow me. It's no big deal. This is not easy. So it's difficult. And so what does it mean for you to put Jesus ahead of everything and you choose him over everything? I don't know what that, I, I was thinking about that, I was talking to somebody this week about it, I was like, I don't even know what that means. In my life, let alone, what does it mean to choose Jesus over everything? I mean, like, I'm not going to go to work today because I'm going to choose Jesus. Like, so I, I, got, I got hit on Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, rear-ended, uh, hit and run. Uh, Let's just say, I didn't chase him, I followed him, okay? <laughs> I followed him. And through the course of that interaction, 
Um, and Aaron was there, right? I followed him. I didn't chase him. Okay, I followed him. Aaron was with me. I got a witness. And there was a lot of drama. There was a lot of conversation. There was a lot going on after we got to him and we had to got ourselves together and talked and stuff. Driving with a suspended license, no insurance. And I just looked at him and I said, hey, man, look, I mean, he's just really, he's beside himself. He's just really angry. He's really upset. And, and I said, hey, look, here's the deal, man. Um, the damage on my vehicle is much more minor than yours. You've got a major problem here. Um, I'll tell you what, like, just I'll let you know how much it is. And you can just send me some, some money when you can. And uh, he was just really upset about it. And we prayed with him. And I just said, look, dude, here's the thing. You, this is what God wants you to get a hold of you, and this is part of how he's doing it today. And I'm telling you right now that you, this is what grace looks like. This is your second chance. Get in your car. Go get your daughter. Go find wherever you need to go. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way for him, but... I believe that God is moving in his life, and I believe that God is going to somehow reach through and grab his heart if he will just respond. But I, I don't know. In that moment when I'm, like, freaking out, I, I got damage to my vehicle, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just, let's just ring this guy up. And then, I don't know, I'm so, then I'm praying. and <laughs> It's like, what does choosing Jesus over everything mean to you? What does it look like to you? Because I think that's the transition. That's the transition. That's the thank you and the goodbye. That's what, that, that's what flips the switch. Let me, let me say it this way. Um, if Moses never walked out of Egypt, the people of Israel would not have found freedom. And, and there's a good example of being able to say thank you and goodbye. Like, like I think that the nation of Israel needed to appreciate Egypt to some extent because they, it, it, it gelled them, it, it, it solidified them as a people. They, they became very strong through the hard work that they were doing. And, and they had food and they had shelter and they had their families. And, and actually, it wasn't that bad. It got them to a spot, but it wasn't going to get them there, right? They needed to say goodbye. And if you don't think that they liked it in Egypt because they were slaves, remember, in the wilderness, they begged Moses to go back. They said it was better in Egypt than it is here. That's a whole other sermon. Maybe when you say goodbye, you're walking into something that's harder than it is now. But God is with you. And that's the adventure that we're on. I mean, if you think about it, if Joshua doesn't cross the Jordan, the people of Israel don't enter the promised land. If David never puts down the sling, he wouldn't become king. He had to pick up the sword because that was what he was to be accomplishing for the kingdom of God, that there would be, he would be the king that would rule. He was not going to be. He was not going to be able to take out all these nations that God was trying to to to, to show that he is that Israel's away. He he wasn't going to be able to do that with a slingshot. Like one, two, three. If Jesus doesn't go to the cross, you and I wouldn't have any hope. Huh. There's songs. Thank you for the cross. Really? Like, I mean, 
I get that, yes. But Jesus was killed on the cross. And yet it was the most beautiful thing because it's what, his sacrifice is what bought our relationship back with God. The band could come up. So where are you at right now? I don't know. Where are you at? What is it that you need to say thank you and goodbye to? You know, Jacob um, wrestled with God all night long. Wrestled with God. Think about that. Wrestled, wrestled with God all night long. And, and I mean, if I wrestle God, like, I'm going to say uncle really quick, right? But somehow Jacob, I don't get it, but somehow Jacob, he wrestles God all night long. But what happened after that? His hip was touched, and he walked with a limp for the rest of his life. You know when that happened, he only had 11 sons. Benjamin wasn't born yet. When Benjamin was born, he walked differently. Jacob did. God changed his name. Thank you and goodbye. It's throughout scripture. We see that process of this this first half of of our life and the second half of our life and, and what that looks like. And I mean, the haves, I mean, it's kind of generally speaking, but you kind of that mentality. So I want um, to challenge you right now just to uh, do some work. So uh, we have, I think we have pieces of paper, little pieces of paper. I've got mine here. Um, They're just scrap pieces of paper, nothing special about them. Um, And what I would love for you to do as they pass these out is I would love for you to make this more real and I'd like you to experience this message a little bit differently. And I would like you to write on this piece of paper what it is that you want to thank and say goodbye to. I wrote a lot on mine. I got a lot, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> it's like 10 things. And, you know, I think for those of you that are like, absolutely not, I never do anything a pastor says, I feel that. I was there. But I will just say to you, and I'm making an appeal this way, to say to you that there is something about writing it down that is powerful. It's powerful. Because what it does is it makes a connection between what you're thinking in your heart and what you're seeing on the piece of paper. And when you do it, There's something, I believe, something supernatural that happens because you take that issue, you take that relationship, you take that that struggle, you take that good thing, bad thing, whatever it is, and you externalize it onto a piece of paper. And somehow God moves in that because now you can say, this is not me. I can say goodbye to this. I can celebrate this. I can surrender this to God. So the band is ready to go. And they have a few songs to play. And I would just encourage you to chill for a second. And as they play this first song, I would just ask you to take a moment to write something on this piece of paper. And when you feel led, when you feel like you're ready, 
after you've done some business with God, then you can stand. Then you can stand. If you need to move out of the chair that you're in and find a spot to really think about this, you obviously know there's freedom in the house to do that. Place to be by yourself or to kneel, to stand, whatever you need to do. So Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for today. Thank you for these illustrations and these principles that we see in Scripture. And Lord, we pray, God, that right now that we would acknowledge this is there's no better time for us to start new. There's no better time for us to say thank you and goodbye. Lord, I pray for all my friends in the room and the wrestling match that's happening in their heart. Lord, I pray that you would give them the resolve, that you would give them the faith, the, the, the desire to, to make this move. Lord, some of us today haven't really surrendered ourselves to God. We've been holding something back. We've been holding on to some mindset or some attitude or some thought. And Lord, you're calling us up and out of that right now. Lord, I pray for freedom right now. Lord, right now we come against every lie that we have believed. We come against every deception of the enemy, any thought that is rivaling you in our lives. And Lord, we take authority over it and we break it in Jesus' name. Lord, there is freedom in this house because your spirit is here. And for those of us that have been bound up with our thinking, bound up with whatever it is in our lives, Lord, you are breaking it right now by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, you have more for that dad that wants to make the move. You have more for that mom. You have more for every student in here. Lord, you have more for this church and all of us as families. You have more, and God, I believe that as we make space right now by saying goodbye to some things, Lord, you will have room to work like we've never imagined before. So God, do it right now in our hearts. In Jesus' name. I feel like each week that I teach, I'm basically just trying to say, you have permission to follow God in your life. You have permission to step out in faith. You have permission. And that's great because you can, you can kind of um, maybe not do that and say no to me. It's like easy. But I think Jesus gives you something better and more powerful, which is an invitation to go with him, an invitation to surrender to him. And, and that's a lot harder to, to deny, and that's a lot harder to say no to but to combine those two things, to know that the one who will do it again, the one that, we, that we, we sing about in all these songs, he's the one that is inviting you into the new. Like, like it's hard to like explain what that magnitude is, that he literally is inviting you and say, look, 
If you want to follow me, you can, but this is how it's going to go. And you're with him all through everything. So God, we, we take these pieces of paper. If you have it, you want to hold it up to him and just allow him to make a moment right now. You can hold that piece of paper up like I am and just say, God, Lord, we hold these pieces of paper up to you and the mindset, the people, the, the person that I was, the person that has gotten me to this point, the mindset, the lifestyle, the, the desires, the struggles, all of those things, Lord God, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it, Lord God, those things that are represented on these pieces of paper, Lord, we thank you for being with us through them, for using them to build us into the people we are today. And Lord, we say goodbye because it's not going to get us to where you're taking us. Lord, we ask, Lord God, that your love obviously always with us. But Lord, as we move into the new, Lord God, we have to allow that room. And so Lord, we leave behind some things today. We leave behind these things today on these pieces of paper, Lord God. And we say, Lord, it is no longer something that we're bound to, defined by, or held hostage by, Lord, but we are free now, Lord God, to allow you to move in our lives in exactly the way that you want to. Lord, we pray that you would give us the faith this week to pursue you in everything first, that we would find what that looks like for each one of us in a unique way. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for that moment, Lord God, right now as we mark it in Jesus' name. Two things before we go. Um, David mentioned the prayer area over here. I wanted to kind of show this to you real quick. Um, Lana and her team of decor folks have put this together. It's, it's needing some love because it needs you guys. We've got a map of the world. We've got all the different areas that we reach, 25-mile radius around there. Here are tags that you can write a prayer request on, and you can hang on this pegboard. And then throughout the week, we have people who pray and will be in this area. You can pray before services. You can pray after. You can do whatever you want to write that down and hang it on this pegboard. And then when God answers that prayer, you can bring it over to this board and begin to create a mosaic of answered prayers. We're going to see that filled up because God answers prayer, right? And we're excited. There's like five of you. All right, we're good. That God is going to do it. He's going to do it. And I think that one of the biggest things that you can pray for is the fact that we've got a couple of seniors that are on this team, that this is their last time that they're going to be playing in the band as a youth. And so Hope and Robert and Nathan, um, these guys are graduating high school. So, yep, you guys are coming right here, and we're going to pray for you guys real quick. You're wired up, so just be careful. Can you, this is, um, uh, Nathan has led this team in a huge way for the last couple of years. Um, done an outstanding job. And Hope and Robert as well, and this team is here because of their investment. And so um, would you just uh, appreciate them and to, and yeah, Micah can come up. You, what are you doing? Yeah, you can pray for them too. Yeah, yeah. Our music lead, Micah, he's going to grab a mic and he can pray for them because he's, uh, he's got more leaders to raise up. So, All right. God, thank you so much um, for this team and the way that it has led us today. Um, and they've truly just um, give us, given us an encounter with you and given people freedom. Um, not because of anything they did, but um, just their humility and using their gifts. 
And I ask that that's what they continue to do as they go from this place, whether it be college or jobs or all of the above, um, that you continue to use them and the experiences they've had at Second Place and the ways they've learned how to love you and to follow you just continue to grow. Um, we thank you for how much they have poured into this church and into me and into this team. And we just thank you for um, where they're going and the ways you've equipped them and, and given them skills um, to impact all of the communities that they will reach now um, in their new uh, space and, and segment of life. And we just thank you so much. And we celebrate all the things you're already preparing for them and going to do through them. And we're just excited to hear those stories. In, in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's hear one more time for these guys. Well, guys, have a blessed week. Love you guys. We'll see you very soon. Go out there and be light in dark places, all right?